Welcome to the Step Back 3 Cube podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Mr. Roach. <laughs> I'm Calvin Roach. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things today. I'm going to bring out another logarithmic chart. Uh, Calvin's going to talk about another board game. We're going to talk about what surface area nets are. But first, I wanted to talk about the Starburst problem because there's a lot of, I was seeing a lot of the same mistake being made over and over again on the Starburst problem. So I want to talk about that so everybody can fix it at the same time. For the Starburst problem, Calvin, did I tell you about the Starburst problem? No way. So the Starburst problem, what all of my students had to do today was figure out how many Starbursts would fit in a in their own room. So they had to use what you taught them about volume yesterday to measure their rooms and then figure out how many Starbursts would fit in there. You know what the Starburst is? It's one of those candies. It's like a little little box of here. Why is that funny? I don't know. Okay, well, anyways. Uh, well, so they had to figure that out, and uh, a lot of you guys did a really good job of it. Some of the mistake that we saw the most was uh, when you converted the units, if you wait till after vol after you find the volume of your room in feet to convert the units, you can't just multiply by 30, because feet, the 30 centimeters in a foot conversion works for one dimension, but it doesn't really work for three dimensions. Remember when we found the scale factor of similar shapes, for those of you who have done that already, we needed to do that by taking whatever it was to the second power if we're looking for area. And it works the same way as volume, we have to go to the third power. So if you converted the feet into centimeters before you found the volume, you probably got the right answer. If you converted it afterwards and just multiplied by 30, your number is going to be way less. So I was just looking at at the answer is your the number that you got should have had around eight digits. I think some people had nine digits and that was okay, but most people had somewhere around 50 million starbursts that would fit in their room. Uh, if you got something that was uh, like in the 50,000s, that's probably because you made that uh, conversion error. So that's just the thing that you want to fix for that. Oh, and then another thing, show your work, please. You're always going to have one of the, you're having one of these problems a day that you can do in your house and you need to show your work for how you got it because I can't really give you any feedback if you just put a big number up there. I have no idea how you got that answer or not. So remember to show your work. All right. Uh, next thing I want to do was go over another graph. Uh, Calvin, do you want to come here and see the graph? Yes. So the graph that's attached is another logarithmic graph there. So you can see up in the y-axis, again, we're going 1, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Uh, so the... What about the 22,000? Where do you see 22,000? Oh, you're looking at the uh, numbers there. The So I was just looking at the y-axis. This is called the y-axis. That's the up and down part of the graph. And then the x-axis is time. So that's time starting uh, over here at January 21st. So obviously, China already was dealing with this by then, so that's why the red line starts so far, far up here. But all the other countries that you see on here started dealing with it a little bit later, and that's why they start further along the x-axis. All right, Calvin, what do you notice about this graph? Oh, come on. What are, what are parts of the graph that catch your eye? Um... 
I see all of them. Yeah, but what which parts do you notice the most? Which which ones like uh, red? So the red is different because yeah, that's where China China was. So they are they had a head start on everything. That's why it's so far above everybody else. Some of these other I know it's a long way to go, and again, like there, there's big gaps in here. But does it look like any countries might be on pace to catch China? Um, to catch up there, do you see any? countries that the are, blue the dark blue well, i don't think the dark blue is so the dark blue is south korea so it was second there you're right but there's something that south korea and china have in common that the other countries don't here what do you notice about their graph from about march 1st on from march 1st is about right here so what's different about the red and the blue graph compared to the other ones well i don't know do you see how they're kind of flattening there Oh, yeah. So they're straight lines, and then you see the green and the black and all these other colors. They're still going up. That's what I'm talking about when I say flatten the curve. This is the curve we are trying to flatten here. This curve is never going to go back down because this is not a uh, measure of how many cases there are currently. It's a measure of how many cases existed altogether, and there's oh. no way to take Sorry. that out. That's okay. There's no way to take that away, so it's going to keep going up. But you'll notice that China and South Korea flattened the curve, and there's not a lot of new cases being reported. Again, that's because of all the extensive measures that they took in time. And then Italy, Iran, and all these other countries that are on the upswing, including USA, are all probably going to keep going up for a while because they didn't start taking these measures until after the end of this graph here. So, like, we stopped... A few days ago, I guess like towards towards where the end of this graph is, is where we're, we were, were. I think this graph was made just a couple days ago. But anyways, we should expect these to go up until they start to level off like China and South Korea, assuming that we start putting in measures like they did. So I hope that graph makes sense. All right, let's go to part three here. And that's where Calvin's going to talk about Scythe. What's Scythe all about? Great. What kind of, what do you play as in Scythe? Characters. Well, you're playing as a country in this dystopian future that uh, they're putting back together. There's I, even airships. So there's airships and there's mechs and there's workers and they get resources and you can use those to get more, more of certain things. You can build mechs with them, you can build structures, you can... Also, um... The only way you can get new a couple new characters and the ships is you have to order them or something. Oh yeah, well there's a we have a couple expansions for it, so we have more groups than you have at the beginning. But it's really fun. You go on, you get encounters, and then you wander around, and you have to manage your resources really well. So it's a good, fun game that we recommend. It's on the complicated you side. You battles like mech versus mech, mech versus main character, main character versus main character. Yeah, so you have characters and mechs that can battle too, because you have, you need to get six and achievements. And the characters run into mech or something else that's not on the team, like the main guy or, or a mech. If you want you have to pay one popularity to make them run back to home. <laughs> yeah, so that's a specific rule, but like you get popularity and things like that as well. And the point was that you have to get six achievements, and combat is an achievement for getting up your popularity or your power or getting building your structure. One time, me and Daddy just went to three stars. 
That's what we did last time. We were supposed to get the yeah. six, though. Okay, uh, I'll try and put up a link for that game later if you're interested in it. But now let's talk about surface area and nets. Wait, Calvin, come over here. What is a net? Where have you heard the word net before? <laughs> Any, uh, anywhere where you've heard the word net? Like a spider web? Like a, a kind of net, probably. So a spider web reminds you of a net because why? Because it looks like a net. Um, where else have you seen a net? Have you seen a... Net in is there a net in basketball? Yes, like around the rim. Yeah, so a net in geometry is a little bit different. So a net in geometry is what you get if you flatten out a 3D object. If we were to take a 3D object and make it completely flat, what we would have is a net, and that net we could fold back into a 3D object, like a box, or a cylinder, or a pyramid, or something like that. So, Calvin, what I want you to do right now, I'll pause the podcast, I want you to go find a box. Okay, pause the podcast! Dude, I can actually already make this unfolded. Okay, well, what, what kind of box did you find? Uh, chicken noodle soup! So we found a soup box in the recycling. And now we're going to unfold it and see what kind of shapes we see. Oh, how will we put this together? Well, look what we made. We made a net. No, we didn't. We made a net of a 3D shape. No, we made a box. So this box is now flat and it has how many rectangles do you see? I see zero. No, okay, wait, I got it. All of them are rectangles. Wait, so how many rectangles? Come over here and count the rectangles. Let's go one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, back up. Let's see. Some of these are, some of these should be folded over. Because the thing about taking apart a real... The real 3D shape is there's going to be flaps and everything, so that's going to throw our count off a little oh, bit. Come on. So let's oh. try. Let's try again with uh, the <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, there are six rectangles here. Again, there's some duplicates in a real box because you need to have some flaps together. But the surface area of the shape is just the amount of the 2D space taken up by the outside. The way that you can think about that is you can think about. I don't even want to make it look at that. Okay, we're almost there. The, imagine this was a present. Say I was giving you a present of soup. Do you want a present of soup? Yes. You would like soup as a present? Mm -hmm. If I was giving you, if I was giving you a present of soup, what would it, what would it look like? Would it be wrapped? Yes. It would have a wrapping paper around it, right? Mm -hmm. So surface area is the amount of wrapping paper we need. And we're going to measure that in unit squared because it's saying how many, Square units of wrapping paper do we need to put on the outside of the box? Now, what do you think this would look like, Calvin, if instead of getting a rectangular prism, you got something that was triangular or circular? What do you think? Okay, you're on, you're getting your feet. Okay. Let's say I took this cup. There's a stove in there! Don't break it! If there, if you had a cup, don't worry about the ice cubes in it. 
What is the what shapes do you see as part of the circle? circle. So, so if we took apart if we could take apart in this glass, if there, which we shouldn't, we won't. Yes, but, but if we could, we would see circles because circles make up this one. But this part around here would be a rectangle. If we took apart a triangular prism, we'd get a couple of triangles with all our rectangles. So different shapes have different nets made up of the shapes that make them up. And you're going to see that when you do the uh, Khan Academies for today, because there's going to be some nets that you're going to have to put together. Also, your uh, problem here is going to involve taking, like, find, making the net of an object in your house. So that's the assignment for today. You need if to make... we go too much, it's probably going to stop recording. Okay, well, I just have, I'm just trying to explain the last assignment, and then it'll be done. We're going to, sure. The so you're going to take one object in your house and you're going to use some paper to make a net of it. It does not have to be a rectangular prism. It can be, but try and challenge yourself to do something that's not a rectangular prism, and then find the surface area by measuring the area of the shapes that make up the nets. All right, uh, that's it for the podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.